Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized Horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares. Like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. Right, ladies and gents, how are we doing? It is episode 11 of the United People's Podcast. Yes, we've got me, obviously. It's a bit weird. Uh, Neil, we've got Matt, we've got Bao. How you doing, lads? Nice to see you. Good, 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 good. You? Nice to be seen. No, it's not really nice to be seen. Unfortunately, I I have the... uh, the, the misfortune I suppose of seeing all these lads you only just have to listen to them but we're going to be talking about the glory of watching United draw 0-0 against, against Newcastle um, uh, the the pain of the frustration mate there's been a lot of frustration in the last few games I think we'll speak about that we'll speak about I suppose um, just the main talking points around United at the moment the lack of clinical finishing it's not a new problem I don't think it's been there for quite a while I think it's really coming to the fore now Uh I want to have a conversation about Ronaldo. I think, I think there's a there's a, there's a weird complex that's going on among our attackers. Not Ronaldo's fault, I don't think. I want to speak about that. We'll speak about Spurs and Chelsea. Big old week coming up. VAR. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about all of it. But um, yeah, how have you been, guys? I missed you. 
No, no one missed me. Well, that was horrendous. Well, we're not used to such an outward display of emotion uh, or love on this. It's normally just very uh, clinical. A little Quite the opposite of United. Very really. clinical. Vibe Quite the opposite of United. Yeah. But look, that was... mate, let's mate, let's let's, let's jump straight in because, well, I've got no nothing else I want to talk to you about. But um, Omania on Thursday, look, we can talk about Omania for a little bit, I suppose. Matt, you were at the game. Um, United had, I think. 34 shots in that game and we had to wait until the 96th minute in Scott McTominay to break Omania down now Uzoho I think it's Francis Uzoho had an absolute probably the best thing I've seen at Old Trafford this season was his interview after the game beaming smile on his face um, it kind of makes you remember that mate United are a fucking massive club like I, it, I don't know it's just little little, little things like that I, I enjoyed the interview I, it was a cracking performance from him as well but what was it like in, in Old Trafford Matt? Oh, it's one of those probably the up there in my top five European nights of being at Old Trafford, to be honest, in <laughs> in uh, in recent years. As Bow was winding me up as I was trying to shift the ticket for about three weeks. Uh, but no, it, do you know what? You said it there at the start, 35 shots. We played all right. Just couldn't score. And, and you hit the nail on the head three paragraphs ago when you're talking about strikers. It's, I think we're overdoing it in the final third with the flicks and, the, and trying to, let's just stick the ball in the bloody net. It's as simple as that. And all right, the keeper has pulled off, I don't know, half a dozen good saves. But uh, I thought we played well. And it's just, you know what, it's a result. But the trouble is, as we strolled out the ground, I said to a couple of mates who was walking out, we used all the big hitters again. Everyone came on again. And you want one of these games where you're three up at half-time, four up at 60 minutes. So look at the bench yesterday. I know we're coming to the, the Newcastle game. We've got some youngsters on the bench. And they're just keeping the seat warm. That's all they're doing. They're not getting game time. And I think we're missing an opportunity here. We literally are missing a few opportunities. Well, well I mean, look, the Yamanoi game, it was that both of them, home and away, were, and Everton, I think, as well, uh, were three games that should have been routine wins. Uh, three games that were far from routine wins. Went, we needed Rashford and Shaw at half-time away at Omania. We needed, uh, well, we came from behind against Everton away. We struggled until we didn't struggle in, until the 95th minute but we just couldn't put the ball in the net um neil what's your what's your take on on how on how much our strikers and our attack not just it's not just ronaldo at this point it's 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 rashford it's ronaldo it's bruno it's sancho it's everybody seems to have lost or maybe they never had it i don't know but we are just so blunt when it comes to the final product and and the final if either that final through ball that's not going through or just like the wrong decision being made or just a bad shot. What's your take on it? And Because obviously it happened against Newcastle as well. Nil-nil, yes, but Fred and Rashford, my word, both of them should have gone in and neither of them did. Well, full disclosure, didn't see the Newcastle game, but by all accounts, it felt like we missed Ericsson more than, well, more we than anything else. We did. Uh, the man, the undroppable Ericsson. But no, I mean it's it's plain to see we need we need a striker. I mean Martial gave us sort of pause for a little bit of optimism uh, in pre-season and actually to be fair uh, when he's been fit. But that's not really enough, is it? Oh, mate, you know, mate, Ronaldo's honestly, man. Ronaldo, you, you we if you had seen these two chances at the end, like Rashford rounded the keeper, uh, squared it back to Fred, who was on the he was literally an open goal. I heard he had a stinker, Fred. Oh, no, so I did hear that. Fred kind of played like Fred. Does Fred either puts in a two out of ten or a nine out of ten? He's not really a player that you can rely on for the consistent sevens. He's either very good or very shit. And it was, well, let's be honest, it was one of the very shit performances. But Bal, what's your um, 
the Newcastle game, I think, if you're looking at the last four fixtures, I think we could have been more clinical in both Omnia games and Everton, but we got the wins in all three of them. So it didn't really matter. Newcastle was the first game where the lack of clinical edge dropped us points. Uh, So I think it's a little bit different. And I think Ten Hag, he spoke about it after. He said that we need a killer instinct. We need to kill teams off. On Friday before the game, he said we need more goals. And there wasn't a response. What's Ten Hag thinking after that Newcastle game? Nil-nil. I think he's saying get me to the get get me to the January transfer window. I need a striker. Um, if you, I, mean, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised in terms of yes, put their fucking time wasting aside. Newcastle actually played on the front foot quite a lot, and the first half probably had the better chances. Um, so it wasn't that it wasn't as if United for ninety minutes were trying to break down a low block who were frustrating with little gaps in behind. There's plenty of gaps in behind first half, and it was always that final ball where a lot of the time we were looking for Ronaldo um, rather than somebody I think Sancho where he's coming um, down the left and he just put a little overlap past Ronaldo and Ronaldo looked like he was running in quicksand uh, you know that instant where Shah ran down the bank and he injured himself yeah 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 um, but it's like it seemed like quite an easy pass from Sancho for Ronaldo to get on the end of Um Yes, Newcastle frustrated, but but that's what they're there to. They they were, they were taking that point all day long. Um, like they were they were playing like <clears throat> they surprised me how well they pressed, mm. like proper intensity, and it was mm. like the whole ninety minutes as well. Mm. Like Bruno Guimaraes is a good player, Joe Linton. They had the better of the midfield. Mm. They really did have the better of the midfield. And uh, uh, what are you saying? I said, this is a team who I had a bet with Matt in January, who, and he said Newcastle were going to get relegated <laughs> after the Saudis had just taken them over. I was like, mate, do you realise they only need like nine points to stay up? They got fucking lucky on that running. They got lucky. I'm telling you. You go back to that. They're the. It wasn't it January, February where they could. They if you worked it on the points, they were top of the league, weren't they? Or one point behind Liverpool on points played for, etc. Yeah, it wasn't my best bet to be honest with you. No. So basically, don't come to Matt for hot takes, is what you're saying, Val. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I think you, you said you're going to come on to VAR later, and yeah, those the referee decisions in another game, it swings and roundabouts for me with referee decisions. Um, I think both either but both sides were penalties, but I'm glad they weren't given in the sense that for me they were both soft penalties. I think where you're saying previously off air that there were penalties, where I think you're going by previous. VAR decisions are what we now used to seeing VAR giving, um, but in a, in all, all reality, I'd be quite happy if challenges like that every game weren't given as penalties, as long as there's that consistency, which we don't obviously get. Uh, well, mate, yeah, I'll talk about VAR later. It's, it's been a bit of a travesty in the last week for United, and, and, and I'm sure there are lots of fans of other teams as well that all think that they've had horrendous decisions against them as well. But I... I think I've, I'm sort of getting accused by some people of, I don't know the right word to describe it, but kind of going over, a bit over the top in my reaction to Newcastle. Because I, I think there's been a lot of progress and there still has been progress in the last four games. But this lack of clinical finishing is fucking getting to me. And it's really, really... I called the Newcastle game probably the most infuriating game I've watched for a long while. United were like second to every ball, second to every duel. The intensity wasn't there. We toned it. We we toned it down a bit. It kind of shades of Brentford a little bit in the in the application of the players. But but uh, Matt, what's your what's your take on how Ten Hag 
you know, how how does he get more out of these players, right? Because he, I think he obviously will want um, someone, a striker in January, and buy more out of these players. They're not really talking about the overall. I think the team performances have been good. I think the, all of them have been pretty damn good. But it's just if you don't score goals, you don't win games. And right now, everyone's misfiring. Scale it back, Sam. He's been in the job five months. He's had yeah. one transfer window, which was a complete clusterfuck. Uh, and I sat on it, I thought, and I said for six or seven pods, oh, this is the best window ever. This is brilliant. We're, this, everything's going to plan. All right, we shifted a load of crap out, but he's only been in the job five months. Everyone's going, oh, we should be second no, or I'm, third. I'm not, talking, I'm not doing that. I'm talking about but, just purely how do you get these attackers to find the clinical wedge that they don't currently have? Well, the answer is not Benny McCarthy, is it? What are you saying, Neil? It did say it's got to you. When you say it's got to you, how does that sort of manifest mm. in your household? Are you like, is it like long just... sidewalks along the beach? Yeah. Out see? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's what I said. I just found it really infuriating. Like, like we're not we're not making smart decisions with the final balls. Like, if there's if there's a, and I think you, Bal, you mentioned it earlier. It, I felt like I felt it first at Omanier away, where that these United players, some of them were not taking the smart decision. They were just taking the Ronaldo decision. Mm. Like, and they they would. They would let a better opportunity go by mm. to try and get Ronaldo in. I mm. kind of thought that would stop after he got to 700. But I tell you what, like, I, I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but I kind of feel like Anthony's like yeah. almost, almost yeah. fanboying a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I saw that. Like, yes. I'm playing with Ronaldo. Fucking hell. Yeah, like yesterday when he when he overhit that cross, he was like, oh, I've overhit it by a couple of centimetres. Like, mate, it was fucking five foot over his head. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way near. He, he, he did put his little fingers together like he was so close. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's just so so easy to defend. If you look at the the height Newcastle had in their defence, we were very very rarely very very hard to win any headers in that. Especially when you've only really got one focal point coming into the box. And also, mate, mate, remember how we were playing in preseason? All the crosses we were doing were cutbacks, like along mm. the floor. We weren't, we weren't swinging in any crosses at all. It just wasn't how we were playing. Well, we started at Everton like that. Yeah. Getting to the byline, did a lot overlapping, the fullbacks getting involved. But that's only going to happen where, for example, your striker then comes deep and you've got the overlapping run, runs coming in. That fluid football. Um, but it, I think I think I think it's every defender's dream to kind of and all these top defenders anyway to to play against Man United with a team with Ronaldo in as it stands because we're so predictable. Then how? What's as I said, Matt? Trust me, I'm not I'm not attacking Ten Hag. I'm not attacking progress. I think we made a shit ton of progress. But I'm saying mm. between now and January, if you're Eric Ten Hag as a coach, it's obvious. I mean, I think we've had 89 shots in the last four games and we've scored six goals. Right? I'm not good at maths, so I can't be asked to do the conversion of that. But it's not good. I'll tell you that for free. How how does he go about changing that between now and the next? We got Spurs on Wednesday. If we if we have that sort of uh, wastefulness in front of goal. We're not going to win that game. If we do the same Twice thing. as many shots. Yeah. Just got sh- twice as many twice shots. Twice. Whenever you get the ball, just shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are. Simple solution from Neil. But 170 shots. So we do, if, we do, if you're reducing it to a numbers game, just double the numbers, Sam. Just just hit it whenever you get it. <laughs> so so stay as poor as you are in front of goal. Just make sure you yeah. shoot twice as much. But yeah. That pretty much sums you this up. This is why I'm not in charge. That sums you <laughs> up there. Shoot twice as much. But reverse it. <laughs> Was the defence in trouble yesterday? Did we look solid? I thought we did. Uh, the midfield, Neil's yep, alluded to it straight did. away. We missed Ericsson. Bruno's the concern for me. And for me, he's getting the biggest free ride out of a lot of them at the moment. 
the biggest free ride. I, think I, I see a lot of people saying that. Why do you, why do you reckon that is? It's just he's all right. He's this player who tries something. I get that, but there's times in and he he throw, he's uh, he's calmed his thrown his arms down a bit. But he's not offered anything in recent games. He's not offered. I personally don't think he's been on it for about six months, seven months, and, I, and that could be a hangover from last season. But I would drop him personally. I would drop him at the moment. He's the droppable one. Then for who? What, what's what's the switch? Well, the, the, obviously Ericsson was injured because he wasn't on the bench. But you've, you've, we've alluded to three kids. The Thursday night, you could easily play a kid in centre midfield with Casemiro and Bruno or Casemiro and Ericsson or Casemiro and Fred. And you should be using these opportunities to see these players. If they're good enough for the bench, they're good enough to get on the pitch. But there's a yeah, there's, there's some the talent there. taken away from us, didn't they? Yeah. Look, mate, we lost against Real Sociedad, so he's going to keep putting out his strongest eleven now. He has to. He has to because he has to. The results aren't going our way. They're winning every game, so you have to yeah. kind of you have to kind of counter that. So, I agree with you, man. I, I'd love to see I'd love to see Iqbal get a chance, but he's going to play his strongest team because the player's fucked up for the game so, against So Chelsea. you're telling me Garnacho cannot offer anything more than what Sancho's doing at the moment. He's on the Bruno books as well with me. He's getting a free ride. What you what you think that Garnacho in the last 20 minutes against Newcastle when they were basically sat in like a deep five that he was going to be the per the player to dribble through that and make a chance. How do you know he couldn't? It's an unpredictability they with someone like Garnacho. There you go. You, you don't know what you're going to get. Suddenly, you've got this tricky two-footed player who can go either way. He can beat a but player. Surely, but surely, when it comes to that, you have you've got to trust the yeah. um, the decision of the manager that he wouldn't be able to do it. And because we can say what we want from the outside looking in, mate. Sancho has been, mate. Sancho has been muted as hell. He's so, it's like he's lost the ability to take a player on, and he was doing that for fun in the Bundesliga. He can't do it now. Newcastle doubled up on everyone. That's why Anthony Anthony's because, as, as I said, there. There's there's a lot of good about this team. You mentioned it there. The defense, I'm loving, I'm enjoying how how good we are as a team. Ten Hag said he kind of got a bit slated by some people. Said, "Oh, we're hard to beat." Yeah, we are hard to beat, but not in the same way that Moyes tried to fucking allude to it. This is genuinely we're a bit of a unit at the back now. We're a bit of a team. We're a bit of a bit of a collective, and that means that sometimes you only need one goal to win a game, and and, that, and that's a good thing. But just the attacking, whether it's Anthony you talk about, whether it's Rashford. Whether it's um, Sancho, whether it's Ronaldo, everybody's looking a bit blunt. It's not like one individual. It's it's kind of a collective issue. Is it confidence? It's not really the style of play. We're creating chances left, right, and centre. I just don't get why they're not taking them. What about Benny McCarthy? He got brought in as an attacking coach, didn't he? He did. But you, so surely you've, you've mentioned five names there. You've not mentioned Tony much at all. I know he's injured, but because is Tony the that? Is he a key man to Eric Ten Hag? I think he is. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, but he's exempt from that. He came off the bench against City and scored two. Uh, mm. And he, he was there against Everton before he got injured and he assisted for Anthony. Like, Martial, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, 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 but that's Martial. Like, fucking hell. It's What's just, the update on his injury? It's, it's, uh, there is no update at the moment. Uh, you're going to hope that he's there for Wednesday. Uh, but we don't know whether he's trained yet. Mm. So I don't actually know when the press conference is, I'll be honest. It'll be tomorrow. I imagine it'll be tomorrow. But yeah, like back, like back to the as I said, back to the question. So you think that throwing throwing some youth in might be a way to inject something different into this attack right now? You could mark Sancho. You know where he's going to go when his confidence is low. He's going to run at you for ten yards. Doesn't see anything. Back to Luke Shaw, or back to Delo. You can mark him 
It's not, he's unpre- he, he is predictable. So what Bale's saying about getting the youngster involved, who's unpredictable, why not? I don't see what, what you're on the bench, why can't you play on the pitch? So obviously, A, doesn't he trust him? Mm. B, does he believe in what Sancho can do, what what uh, Rashford can do, what Ronaldo can do? But like on Mania, there was no reason why we had to have two holding midfielders. Just put another striker on another winger. Change it up. Mm. I mean, I what you're saying about we need the points, and I fully get that, but sometimes Sancho is, and I said it two pods ago, he had eight games to get in the World Cup squad by four goals, ten assists. He's done soddle. Soddle. Yeah, but so, in, in, in my defence, if you, there is clearly a player there. If you look at the well, Sancho yeah. Dortmund, it was he's all reliant. He, he, as I said, he's a bit of a guile player. Where he's, very, I think he did it yesterday, where he, he cut inside and he played played the little cheeky through ball through um, to someone. But that's relying on movement of others around you, and he's very very good at spotting that, in my opinion. But when you've just got a statue in the box. And little, little else coming from midfield into the box. It's very, very difficult for someone like him, in my opinion, to put to stamp his influence on the game. I think I, mean, I think that I think there has been good movement. I think there has been good chance creation. As I said, there's eighty nine chance, eighty nine shots on target, not on target, eighty nine shots in the last four games. We haven't really struggled to create. How many, just, how many saves did Thingy make yesterday? Um, we had. 12 shots i think we have four on target i can't remember i can't remember making any absolute blinding saves i'll be completely honest i don't the biggest chances we had were towards the end with um fred and most Rashford. most often than not the omnia game aside you we've walked away personally from old Trafford a lot of the time recent times where we've lost or drawn games and we me and my Matt will ask ourselves well how many saves did the keep opposition keeper make it's all good overhitting across. It goes out for a, a play, uh, play or putting balls um, like McTominay did last week before he scored into road, road Z or whatever you want to call it. It's just wastefulness, as you as you called it. Need to get clinical. You 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 you, you start a game like that, the likes of Armenia and Newcastle, where they want to come there and frustrate you. You get that early goal. Suddenly, it's a totally different game. Their claim, their game plan gone. That's why City do. That's why City, because they get the early goal, they get the two, the threes, and the fours before halftime. Job done. Take your big players off for sixty minutes. Onto the next game. I'm, I'm convinced that that's what Ten Hag wants to do. It's just that we don't particularly is it, seem. Is it a personal issue? Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I very much consider it a, a quality issue. I think that's the fight that what we're missing is the quality, right? Because I don't think the, I don't think the team setup is wrong. I don't think the tactics are wrong. I don't think the coach is wrong, and I don't think a lot of the build-up is wrong. It's just that final bit of quality that where you need that that cutting edge to make the difference. That right now, the difference isn't being made. And that, that, I think for me that but that just comes with time as well, as you've seen uh, with Arsenal. Uh, well, to, yeah, to a degree, but like if a player has a ceiling, that ceiling is not going to get any higher. Like you know what I mean? Like the quality is is only going to go so high. And as I said, Radnick had the same issue. Remember those three games in February? It was I think it was Middlesbrough. Burnley and Southampton, we had like 73 shots and scored three goals. Like just the same fucking attackers. They're all there. The thing is, I don't I don't think it's so I don't think it's so bad really. I think we're we we desperately need a striker and I think we need another creative midfielder. 
Do you reckon we'll get a striker really? in January? Because, you know, remember when... Uh, I don't know. Ten Hag will obviously want one, but the January window's hard, isn't it? It's, it's well, hard to get around. I mean, want. Well, well, the, Mbappe. <laughs> the, 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 good, the good thing about... He's out. The good thing about the January window this time around is, with obviously a big tournament summer coming, the tournament's obviously before the window. So those players who are reluctant to move to another league before a summer tournament, you haven't got that issue now. Because the tournament's coming, tournament's coming on. Yeah, technically it's going to feel like a summer because it's going to be the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah. So, so the tournament's come and gone. So you know, you say, okay, well, yeah, someone like Cody Gakpo, yeah, let me go in now, and I've got until January from May to learn the league, and then I go full steam next summer. But I'm, you, I, you, I, I you might get someone like a Luis Luis Diaz who comes in and has a kind of an automatic impact. Well, there, there's going to, honestly, that I've been, I've been asking on the live streams in the morning and there must be like 20 different strikers that people are throwing at me, like Gonzalo Lopez. Oh yeah. What is it? Lautaro Martinez from Inter. He'd be a good, and what about Jonathan David from Lille? What about Cody Gakpo? But it's all going to, re- of course, it's all going to revolve around money. We overspent on a significant scale in the summer because the Glazers did shit themselves. It wasn't part of the plan. Uh, I can't, in January, I imagine spending will depend on a couple of players going. Like Wan-Bissaka's disappeared into the shadows. Um, he's got, a, I think, a long-term injury now. Uh, Van der Beek's got a long-term injury as well. I mean, that's just going to get written off. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I think I just find it really frustrating because Ten Hag's doing so much good, but ultimately our finishing is letting everything down. All the good build-up that's happening is all being let down by shitty finishing and I think you're a little bit a little bit I, I, overly annoyed by this to be honest we think the last three games Everton was a comfortable win really I mean there was it got a little bit dicey towards the end but it was mm. a great performance um, Ammonia as I like to call them was <laughs> it was an absolute aberration it was I mean they kept there was a few times they said oh no they've, they've you know they could catch us on the break and they, they looked like they could have done that once but other than that it was just waves breaking against the shore. It was just an absolutely inspired and really rather lovely goalkeeper on that post. Yeah. View. There's nothing but, you can do but about a, that. But a lot, them, a lot of them... A lot of them... Newcastle are a good team. Other than the Casemiro one, which he tipped onto the bar, a lot of them I'd expect a professional goalkeeper to save. There were... Did you see, Paul, you see Paul's goals in BT Sport after? Proper, yeah. he, proper, he proper went Roy Kinney. He goes, well, it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he saved a lot of them. So, again, I, I'll come back to what Sam said. I think it's poor finishing. Um, and it's it's simple. It, I, I I know it sounds like I'm going overboard, but it's just it fundamentally it's, it's what's considered the hardest thing in football, right? And we're seeing it right now. We're, it's all clicking with Ten Hag and what he's got, but the players just can't seem to find the back of the net, and it's it's odd. I've 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 been saying for a, a good long time, it's it feels like it's going to click at some point. We're knocking four or five past the team, and I think that should have happened at some point in the last four games, but. The finishing's just not quite there. Do, do you think there is still that looming spectre of Ronaldo, which is like that's where May uh, that's people's destination is him ultimately, it's, and it does. I mean, we, we talked about this. Um, was it was it the Everton game? No, I think it was. It might have been. Yeah, was it the, it was the Everton <laughs> game when basically Rashford squared it when he could have you know, not quite. Omni- tap, Omni- 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 was Omni- 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 yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, but he just yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was the first game. Basically, yeah, he, he just. That was obviously he's going for 700 goal. Like you said, I kind of hope that basically when he got to 700, it was, oh, fuck him. He's done now, basically. We're okay. He's got he's got, got his target. And basically just people get a little bit more There's a question. There's something I thought of earlier, right? There's something I thought of earlier. I want your opinions on this. 
do you think? I know it's a stupid hypothetical question, but if Ronaldo would never play for United the first time, right? And we had just signed Ronaldo as a 35-year-old. Do you think there would be as many people defending him as they are defending mm. him? I think no. a lot of the defending no, no, is, no, is based on emotion, is based on mm. sentiment, is based on what's happened <clears throat> before, rather than what's fucking staring mm. you right in the face. And you're mm. watching, and you, you mentioned it, Neil, on the podcast, that he's just, he's realising that he's immortal. Um, I, I, rather, he's amortal rather than immortal. And mm. I think it, that's a concept that he's getting his head around this mm. year. Yeah. His but, mind. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We, we give him a part. I mean, you know, we've been quite critical of him, but loved him a bit. Mm. He's one of my favourite players. Oh, I love him. I absolutely time, love him. Bar none. You know? yeah. Everton but away. You as you said, the evidence of your eyes and ears. Everton away, he played really well. He, he, was, well. he was great. Mm. And so he's he got the performance well. in his locker. So, mm -hmm. I, I same as Neil. Game. I think you're going a bit overboard, Sam. To be honest, we've had 13 games. And yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's stick yeah, the boot off, in. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but personally, I think Ten Hag's managed the situation quite well. Yeah, he's managed it quite well in the sense of when he's got his first available team available, i.e., um, first available team available. Um, <laughs> um, he doesn't start. And yesterday he had the balls at 70 minutes where it wasn't working and it was clear to the eye that we could have stayed there all day and we weren't going to score. He had the ball say, you know what, I'm going to take him off. Much to his dismay, but it was the right decision to make. And I think we just need that little break where, as stupid as it sounds, is a run of Martial in the team where suddenly, because you've, yeah, you've got that pace and you've got the player with the ability to run the channels and bring others play, into play, we will look a different, totally different team, but it's just right. a case of just having that bit of luck. I, th I think that's it. I think that's what Ten Hag's going to be looking at and sort of banking on is, right, let's get Tony back fit. Let's get him playing two, three, four games. And then at that point, you can use Ronaldo correctly. Because if we're looking at that game yesterday, maybe it would have been better to sort of start Rashford for the first 40, 50 and, and Ronaldo coming on towards the end. Maybe that mm. would have suited it a little bit better. If, if they weren't fit enough to play. But trust me, I'm not questioning Ten Hag. I'm not questioning the team. I think there's been huge progress. I think I'm just getting really frustrated that all that quality is being let down by the lack of quality with the finishing. That's mm. it, lads. All right, so you don't need to boo me. You know, it was actually me no, 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 no. Who, who would you Who would you go for? I mean, let's not talk about January because it's too limiting, but let's sort of think next summer. Who's next summer, your, I thought... Who's on your shopping list? I mean, a specifically, striker. Uh Christopher and Kunku presumably probably would have been. Again. Well, uh, I, th I think Nkunku would have been probably top of my list. But he's gone. Yeah, to, he's, he's, he's Chelsea bound. Isn't Chelsea. He? I think he's going Chelsea. Mm. Obviously, Sesko's gone, and we kind of missed out on that one for the next couple of years. So United are going to have to mate. We've got a fucking year. Do some scouting. Build a department. Find somebody that's perfect for Ten Hag. Can we go? No, to... we don't do scouting. Let's get someone for my axe. Can we? Can <laughs> we go to Argentina? Just can we go to Argentina? And just dig Maradona up and <laughs> <laughs> send him to Ericsson's doctor. Send him to Ericsson's doctor. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry, Diego. I've got something really good for you. This is a cracker, this one. 2022 model. <laughs> Battery life, unlimited. Uh... Now, I, I, I honestly don't know. I think if we get someone in January, it will be someone like Gakpo. Someone who can come in. He's not really a striker. He plays off the left, but he's been in phenomenal form. Uh, he can play as a striker, but I don't really think that Ten Hag wants a pure... Box predator. I think he wants three forwards 
who can inter who can interweave and, and beca that because that brings an unpredictability. Mm. Well, well, well the, these these tournaments like the World Cups or Euros always generally unearth a couple of gems normally. Where we wait, like by the likes of J Jordi Cruyff and Karol Poborski. Do you remember when we signed uh, Hernandez <laughs> just before the World Cup, and then he had a stormer of a World Cup for Mexico? That's what we need. Could do with a little Javier Hernandez in our team right mm. now. But look, um, I'll tell you what. Let's try and get this in now, uh, ladies and gents. We're going to have a quick ad break now before we head on to the next part of the podcast, and we're going to speak about the Spurs and Chelsea predictions. Uh, uh, we're going to speak about United without Ericsson. Um, what, what's what's the plan B? And we're going to speak about VAR and why it's so shit. Wow. Well, look at that. Welcome back, ladies and gents. <laughs> Part two of the podcast. Great ads. Oh, great look at that. Ads, really, that was actually my favourite. Enjoyed ad, those that. ads. Really, yeah, my favorite really one. good. But, uh, Might buy some stuff. Yeah, look, buy it now. <laughs> buy all of it, Neil. Spend all your money. <laughs> Don't get the kids anything for Christmas. Just buy everything in that advert. Whatever it was. Fair enough. I you, know, you know it was an advert for domestic uh, abuse, don't it wasn't, you? It wasn't Manscaped, was it? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> yeah, well, Manscaped. Oh, I've really, really walked into that. I really hope it wasn't. If it was, if it was I apologise to everyone. But um, yeah, look, we, we, we spoke about the frustrations with the finishing, but I tell you what, a real lack of creation without Ericsson. It was a bit, it was a bit painful to watch, wasn't it? Like United, nobody could have predicted how good and how important Ericsson would have been. Uh, obviously, the De Jong transfer falling through made it doubly as important. But we all know how good we are with him. Bow, what the fuck do we do without him? Like, how how do we? Because I would, you would imagine that Bruno should be stepping up, really, mm. and doing quite a lot of that creativity. But he's playing a little bit higher up the pitch. Mm. He's a bit out of sorts. Fred was brought on to kind of do it against Newcastle, but that's not Fred's game. How how, how do we manage? without Ericsson if he's not in a team. The the best piece of creativity from yesterday came in injury time. Casemiro's ball in. Yeah. And deft touch outside of the foot cross. And it, I think it's just a case of just having that bit of patience. And yes, space will open up in front of you. But it, as Matt alluded to earlier, we have to get more out of Bruno. Well, he has to. His output needs to be better, should we say? Because all that that workload can't just now go on to Christian Eriksen. Because then suddenly, you are then becoming an even more predictable team. Because then, where where you see the wingers getting doubled up on, you're going to see the likes of him getting doubled up on. But it's like like Bruno. It, <clears throat> even if even if we were to say that, and I think we're right in saying that, the Bruno's got to take some of that creative load away from Eriksen especially when he's not there, he's got to replace him. But Bruno plays much further up than a, a deeper-lying playmaker than, than in Ericsson. It's almost, you mentioned it there, I think we're going to have to look towards Casemiro. I think Casemiro is better at bringing the ball forward and passing it forward than any, anyone's actually given him credit for. You saw it with that pass. But Matt, it, well, what, do you think Casemiro can sort of step in and uh, maybe then play McTominay and then Casemiro can be given a little bit of freedom to go forward? I thought Casemiro was when I was at Everton. Uh, Casemiro was brilliant, and you see, you don't really see it on TV. But when you're at the game, you watch a player, and all Ericsson and Casemiro do is get the ball, move it on quickly, one touch, move it on, one touch, move it on. So literally spreading players out, dr drifting opposition, uh, dragging oppositions out of the way, moving them into the positions they don't want to be in. And that ball he played through to Ronaldo for the goal. It's just it's instinct. He knows where he's going. He knows where it is. I think Casemiro is better than what. I thought he was going to be. I knew he obviously he's, he's played at Real Madrid for X amount of years and won X amount of trophies. But he's a he's a good footballer. Ericsson's another level. He's too clever for some of our players. Ericsson is far too clever. 
for some of the stupid people we've still got. But with Bruno, <laughs> we have still got. You're laughing, Sam, but we have still got thick footballers. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm laughing. I'm inside. I've just. I, mm. You just had a go at me for arguing about this for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I, know, I know, but with with Ericsson, he's so he's he amazed me. Honestly, I clapped him when he came over and took a corner for Brentford at the end of last season. And if all right, he survived. Well done. Let's have a clap for him. And now I'm looking and thinking, geez, he's the number one player on the team sheet. How's that worked out? It's but with Bruno. I don't know where you start with Bruno. I really it's a don't. Very muted response to someone coming back from the dead. A very muted response. Yeah, he's back. He's well done. Have a hand. <laughs> like, you wait until Diego Maradona turns up. Jeez, it's gonna be crazy. But no, he's not even dead. That's just conspiracy theory. He's living with Elvis somewhere. <laughs> oh, dear. what are you gonna be the new Alex Jones? Because Alex Jones is going under now. You're gonna be that. Is he that mad man in America that owes yeah, loads of people from Sandy Hook about $65 billion? Yeah, that's him. I've always had you down mm. as a bit of a conspiracy theorist, actually. I've always tried, but I just can't work any out. I can't come up with any. <laughs> that's that's your plan. For next week on the podcast, I want you... Come up with a conspiracy theory. Come up with it, and we can try and get it trending and see if we can get a conspiracy theory started. Get Michael Moore on. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, look. Um, yeah, it's it, it was... Um, I think we all knew that United would struggle without Ericsson. I don't think uh, anybody felt that we would struggle that much because the, the, the problem when you don't play Ericsson is that even when you've got the ball in attacking positions, you don't have those vertical passes, do you? You go side to side without Ericsson. No one's got the confidence to try that line-breaking pass, apart from Lissandro Martinez, but he's a little bit deeper. It's, it's curious, but look, man, the next two fucking games we've got coming up are absolutely huge. I think Liverpool's season starts now. After the City game, I'm not sure if you watched it. It was that is the um, the advert for the Premier League. The intensity that those two play at when they play each other is just it's it's on a different level. Uh, and Liverpool came out on top, so they can basically bury their crap start to the season, and they will probably kick on from this point. Uh, Chelsea. There's a won. very good picture of Thiago kicking. Have you seen that? Erling Haaland in the plums, straight, yeah. straight in the gonads. Yeah, and I think Thiago broke his ankle doing that. <laughs> Carbon fiber reinforce is what you're saying. Mm. Viking plums. <laughs> but um, mate, we've got Spurs and Chelsea next, right? It's Spurs and Chelsea both winning at the weekend. Arsenal winning dirty, really against uh, not dirty but ugly. I suppose is the best way to describe it. It's uh, it's hotting up. The top four race this year, and I don't think it's unfair to say it's it's going to be the most hyper competitive one I think we've ever seen. Just oh, the, yeah. quali- the quality mm. is silly now in the Premier League at the top. And we've got Spurs next. And Matt, what, what, what are your feelings going into the game? Obviously, we know how Conte plays. We know how clinical Spurs are being at the moment. Lots of clean sheets, lots of goals from Harry Kane, lots of penalties as well. Um, and they will play with win-backs. They will be hard to break down. And if they score, if they score first, we're really going to struggle against Spurs, I think. I think the good thing about playing Spurs is you can you know the team straight away. He picks the same players at the moment in the same positions. He plays the same system. So that's the good thing. Yeah. You know who you're going to be playing against. Uh, they're organised. I think it's going to be... I think Wednesday will be tougher than Saturday. I think Tottenham Wednesday is a tougher I game. I think... We'll come on to Chelsea in a set, but Chelsea are flying at the moment under Potter. Absolutely flying. They've, he's, got a, he's got a tune out of a few of the players that I don't think you can get a tune, as, tune out of. But Wednesday... Would you take four points from the next two, or you, you obviously That's after great. yesterday's debacle? Do you think do we need do we need six? No, we don't need six. When you're playing your top four rivals, it's a thirty-eight game season. You just make sure effectively you don't lose to them because you're gonna. It's effectively a six-point game, especially with Spurs and Chelsea who are 
direct top four rivals. Top four points would be a brilliant result from these two games. Brilliant. Mm. I, agree. I don't think that's lowering the standards. To say that. I, mean, I agree. If, if you can, if you can get the six, brilliant. It's the same. What was Dennis is saying? Aim for second and get fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything that Dennis says goes in one ear and out the other. Just, just, just for the safety of my brain. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with Matt. I think Wednesday will be harder um, because one, they're away. They're they're away from home. I think they'll come. They'll sit deep. They'll frustrate. But what they have got is they've got bli that blistering pace on the counter attack. And in Harry Kane, they've got a striker. I think with five goals on, on the trot now. Five games on the bounce. Because clearly he's got his score. I mean, even though it is one goal a game, that's all he needs. I mean, I think it, put him in that City team, I think he'd be on similar figures to to what Haaland is. I think it, everyone's giving him a bit of disrespect, just overlooking the fact that he's still around and he's still in his pomp. Um, and he had Son. And Rich, is Richarlison injured? I think he's injured, yeah. He's out He's yeah. out of the United game, which mm. I suppose is a good thing, but I don't know whether Kudalevsky's back. Um, I think he was missing for a game, wasn't he? I think he mm. was, but mate, they're just—they're all—they've all clearly bought into the Conte project, and when you buy into a project of Conte's, it, it can really, really work. Work with Inter, mm. it worked with Chelsea. Um, Neil, if if you're Eric Ten Hag, are you just going to tell the players, say, look, lads, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing in the last few games. Let's go out and do it again against Spurs, and we'll probably win. Or, or would you would you be trying to change and trying to switch certain things? Well, I don't know because it, that's quite hard to sort of diagnose the what the problem is, though, isn't it? Other than like we're not really scoring many goals, as you said, we're getting chances, we get good possession, we we, we are pressing quite apart from, uh, yeah, we're well, not all the time, but basically, I don't really see a, ma a massive problem. I say I think it's just just rinse and repeat, really, and the, the luck will turn because I don't really see how you change it. I said we talk about they're not going to bring on the youth for those two games. Um, you are going to get Eris, Ericsson back, but I just I don't know. What, I hope what we get Ericsson back. I Honestly, hope we get I don't know what back. to change. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <clears> other, yeah. other than saying, Bruno, yeah, you need to be a bit better. Ronaldo, you need to start scoring a few goals. I mean, I just genuinely don't know. Benzema's got the golden ball, yeah? It's quite off-putting. Oh. I've just got Benzema just replaced Bale on the screen. <laughs> well, we, we are the same thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're finished out there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's all a bit awkward now in here. Jesus, I don't know what else to say. Off the pitch. I mean, bad is pretty good as boys. Get him, dum. So I was thinking more of the extenders. I think it's more appropriate. Uh, no, no, well, anyway, no, I don't, no, I don't no. know what I'm going to say now after that. Jeez, after that expose. No, but look, Spurs. I, I think I think you're all correct. I feel Spurs will be a trickier game, and I think you're right, Neil. I think Neil. I think Neil. I think Ten Hag will just be telling these players just. Keep doing what you're doing. Just, like, have, yeah, keep just be calm. Don't panic. Yeah, it, I think that's. I think that's part of it. I think there's a. There is a, a an element of panic when it comes to that final ball. When it comes to that final shot, there isn't. There's the composure's just not there. We're not finding the angles. We're not finding the corners. Like Francis Zoho had a cracking game from an ear, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but so many of the shots mm. were just not into the corners. They were kind of in areas where you would expect a decent level goalkeeper to put his body, which is where he did. And he was in the right place mm -hmm. at the right time. But we've got to be, because we're, look, we're not going to get, we're not going to get like 24 shots against Spurs. You would imagine mm -hmm. if, if we play well against Spurs on Wednesday, 
we're going to get what three to five golden opportunities. No, but if you look at the game last last season, it was a weird and wacky game where there was a lot of chances, but we scored early where Ronaldo hit that uh, stunner from long distance. Oh, was that the Nuno's last game? No, no, I'm sure it was Conte. No, what Nuno's at their new stadium wasn't that Nuno's no, last no, no, game? No, 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 Old Trafford when oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo scored the hat trick. Oh, what from the outside the box? Banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Sancho put him across the box, and then he the header later on. Yeah, um, but it's a weird and wacky game where we had a lot of chances and the game opened up. So, as as I don't know which, whichever one of you guys said it, you score that first goal in that game. Suddenly, that's going to become a very very open game as the game goes on. But you go behind. Then it's going to become a very, very frustrating game, where it's going to be tough. The Italian tactics will come out, breaking down play, slowing the game down, and I think something ridiculous. I think the game was it. The ball was in play for like forty, like forty minutes or something, something like that. Yeah, yesterday. But don't give the teams the opportunity to come to your stadium and stamp the authority on with their game plan. I felt United. Look, we look, man. We've beaten Liverpool at Old Trafford. We've beaten Arsenal at Old Trafford this year. We, we it felt like, and it feels like we're we're getting a bit more of that presence back. Hard at to Old beat. Trafford. Yeah, how <laughs> eat? David Moyes, is that you? But uh, look, what's your what's your predictions? I'm I'm going to go for a score draw on, on on Wednesday. I don't know what, but I think it'll be a score draw. I I, I said it in early to my mates. I think we're going to win. I call it blind faith, but I think Spurs Spurs are still got that element of Spurs. And until I see anything different for a considerable period of time, they're always going to be fucking Spurs. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. 2-1. 2, one. Two, one. Two, Ooh, Two Jesus Who have Christ. they played? Has Spurs played anyone other than Arsenal who beat them? Let's have a look. Have they Spurs... played anyone really of much note? Spurs no. results. Let's pull it up. Uh, because there is still that slight hoodoo. As you said, Spursy yeah. is as Spursy does. Everton, Brighton, uh, Leicester, uh, City got postponed. Fulham, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Wolves, Drew with it's Chelsea away. I mean, Chelsea away, fine. But other than that, that's pretty. Yeah, fair enough. That's a pretty good that's run. That's it. I'm me, changing so. it. We're winning 4 0. We're winning 4 0. 5 0. 5 0. 7 0. 9 0. No, I'll stick with 2 0. I, I think there'll be a. You know, you want to see a response, don't you, from Newcastle? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my score draw. But look, what about a Chelsea game then? Or I suppose is it kind of irrelevant to try and predict the game when you've got a Premier League game in between it? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of hard, yeah, isn't it? difficult because you don't know you're going to have any injuries off the back of that. Chelsea got a mid midweek game as well. They look good though, didn't they? Potter's, Potter's done a pretty good job in the initial couple of months that he's been there, isn't he? I didn't, I didn't see their game yesterday. Yeah, oh Neil, you've been, you've been. Did you just bank that one? I've been waiting for fucking ages to be able to say that. <laughs> and it, but I was saying, I was saying to Matt before yeah. Ten Hag game in when Ollie was on the rocks that um, I wanted Potter and I was scoffed at. So I'm a big fan of Graham Potter. So he's brilliant. I, 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 I like yeah, him. Brilliant. I like him. It's annoying, isn't it? Chelsea, just piss off. Just, just get it wrong. Just, just like get Nuno in. Do something like that. I mean, but the thing is, I think we can really win that game in midfield because Kante's out. I mean, who does he play there at the moment? Jorginho, Kovacic, and who else? I don't know. That, let, let me look at Chelsea's last. They lost the streak. What is it? Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Mount, Mount, Mount. So, he's, he's absolutely banging him in the moment. Yeah, Mount's playing well. 
Uh, their midfield in that game was Chilwell, I have 3-5-2, Chilwell on the left, uh, Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to be looking at that and saying you can do that. If you've got Bruno Eriksson and Casemiro. I mean, it's going to be good. This this week has, this week is really going to show us uh, where the where the metal is, uh, whether or not we are going to have a sustained top four, proper check. I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be the be all and end all. If if we lose both of these games, it doesn't mean they're out of the top four. If we win both of these games, it doesn't mean we're guaranteed top. I mean, four. if you think about it, if you get four or six points, we've got West Ham, Villa, and then Fulham before the World Cup. Three very very winnable fixtures. And yet you have to, as Ten, Ten Hag is going to have to look at this as effectively two seasons mm. because it's such a long break for the World Cup. Mm. You don't know what's going to happen at the World Cup. We've got to blast it in these last couple of games to really try. And we've had two games postponed as well, which doesn't help us on the points board. We, we've got to go all out here, man. We've really, really got to. And Spurs, four points would be fantastic, I think, from those two results. And then coming back after the World Cup, you've got Forest, Bournemouth. And Wolves before you play City, so you've got again That's generous three good generous fixtures to get yourself back on song following the World Cup before you. I think we play City and Arsenal back to back. Yeah, City and Arsenal back to back mid late January. Three obviously three games for our new striker to settle in as well, which would be nice. Add in add in an FA Cup third round tie at Liverpool <laughs> away. Oh no, Aston Villa guaranteed, guaranteed to be Villa. We, we got them in the League Cup, didn't or, we? Or Derby or Reading. <laughs> Maybe MK Dons brush off that uh, that Louis Van Hal hoodoo, mate. Do you remember that game? Mm. Oh, what was the score in that? Was it four? Was four, it four, four nil? nil? Four nil. Four, four nil. Oh man, who was it? That, oh, was it? That was um, Deli Ali was in the yeah. team, wasn't he? Deli Ali, where, he's playing in like Turkey now, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, the ship's house, isn't it? I don't know. They might be shit. Sorry, that was terrible. Anybody got anything humorous you want to say at the end of the podcast? No, I well, can't. Matt, you haircut. Joke there. <laughs> Anyone seen one Matt's new hairdo? He's been in Turkey too well, much. He's been in Turkey. <laughs> yep. My mate, mate went um, Turkey. His hair, his hairline was receding like Mellor's, and he has got a full head of hair now. I tell you that, mate. Um, I think I need to. I might need to follow him. You saving up? <sighs> but my mate, my mate went to London when he when he weighed out the cost of actually going there. When he went, no, because basically you have all your consultations here, and then you go to Turkey and have your treatment done. Um, and I'm when not he weighed up into the cost, it, mate. So I when he weighed know. up the cost of mate, when, he, you should, mate. You should. when he weighed up the cost of actually going over, it was actually it pretty much worked out the same to get done here. So he went to the same place. Yeah. Was it Rooney? Rooney went to it in London didn't he, at one yeah. point. But, but but yeah, the funny thing about him was I won't mention his name. Um, his, uh, his uh, surgeon said, or whoever he is, um, avoid um, hot and spicy food in the lead up to your operation because it, th- it makes your blood thinner. Um, and obviously then if you're cutting into your head, then it's going to bleed a lot more excessively. So he goes the night before, Mrs. bought fish and chips, but she then brought some chili sauce with it. She goes, I couldn't not have the chili sauce. <laughs> so when, when the next day when my head's dripping with blood, he goes, you've been eating spicy food. He goes, no, nah, I had fish and chips last night. He goes, I didn't tell him about the chili sauce. <laughs> I just but, still, you're looking very confused down there. When I'm looking at a picture of one matter's hair, and I think I think it really suits him, but according to this, <laughs> fans are stunned. Fans are left stunned, as he basically and there's Turkish hairlines. And this, this one quote is, "No wonder footballers go there these days." Which I don't really understand the logic behind that. Like you just get off and you have perfect hair, but no, no, I think no it but that's him. because he, he'd have he'd have to shave it off 
have his transplant and then it's got to grow back and then you got to shave it off again before it grows back again. Are you telling me that was real? And it, it was... No, you can't. I thought, it was, I thought it was a Photoshop. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this has put the cat amongst the pigeons, isn't it? It looks now, like I really think that, now I think that one matter looks like that. And that's, that can't be real. Neil, you've got your you conspiracy theory. Oh, we got it a week early. Look at that. You are lucky people. You it's are actually lucky. Jesus. That was the, his, it's the second coming. Nah, it's a toupee. Pull it off his head. Look, next week we're going to have conspiracy theories. It's going to be great. We're going to have fucking six points. We're going to have six points. I tell you what, if we come into this next week off the back of beating Spurs and Chelsea, mm, that'll be tasty. Half five kickoff on Saturday though. It's a bit annoying, isn't it? A little bit annoying. Two two o'clock, two o'clock, and and not televised is annoying. Oh yeah, that's yeah. T- right. Th- like I've got a season ticket that I, I share with, among friends. I've I pay for Sky Sports, I pay for BT Sport, and all of that. I still can't fucking watch United it, it's in this country. How, if you're in France, in this, Germany, you can watch it anywhere else. Yeah, anywhere else, it's fucking stupid, and it it needs to change, man. Like the, I know they're going to stop the blackout at some point. Um, but just televise all the get hurry up hurry up and televise all the games just let people buy a digital season ticket right you, you can get them in sheffield <laughs> <laughs> you can get a lot of things in sheffield not many of them are good for you though just but, just before we go well done to matt in his manager career uh, football manager career led his under is it under eights under nines under nines under nines to a cup final victory on penalties yesterday oh yeah did, did your boy play yeah, we did. We won on pens 4-3 after extra time. So, uh, unbeaten still. So, no, we're doing well. Doing well. What are you like as, as, a, coach, as a coach? Are you are you sort of the quiet thinking type coach? Or are you sort of like going full clock on the, on, on the sides? I don't blame the strikers parents. if they miss 10 chances. I just, you know, the, the shit happens. <laughs> get on with it. Don't get Sam. The next there. game don't we'll win. Yeah. <laughs> no, what you're saying is you need me as your assistant manager. You need yeah. me as your assistant manager as well. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> No, cheers. Yeah, cheers, well, That's you, all you're you, hearing. You, no, no one else listening to the podcast heard that. No, that's your own did, internal did you, monologue. Do you, do, you, do you give favouritism to your boy? I bet you do. I bet you, no. you know, oh, yes, go on and bring him on. Bring him on. Even, even if he's playing badly, go on and bring him on. It, it took all five the hardest ride. <laughs> <laughs> all five pens. Have another go, son. One matters doctor every two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Comes on with a Mr. Potato Head Flowing glass. Flowing <laughs> well, well, well done. Well done, you, Matt. And hopefully well done, United. That's what we want to be saying on Monday. But look, we'll be back next week. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you, um, I don't know, follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Deezer, wherever you listen to it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, and yeah, big up the 1958. We haven't actually mentioned that. Big up to what they did with the Newcastle protests. What's coming next? No protests for Spurs, but... Big up the 1958. Fuck the Glazers. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And come back next week for Conspiracy Theories. Might be good. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Rachel Fisher. And I'm Desi Jenikin. And we host Hollywood Crime Scene. Our show is about the salacious crimes and scandals of the rich and famous from the early days of Hollywood to the 21st century. We also cover Los Angeles history, true events that inspired movies, interesting biographies, and more. 
At the end of the week, we drop our mini episode, which recaps the news everyone is talking about, plus the weirdest stories of the week from around the globe. We also talk about food a lot. Subscribe to Hollywood Crime Scene wherever you find podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.